Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel and joining me today for our very first episode in October is Shabazz. Ooh, spooky. And Anthony. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Anthony's a very straightforward it's ghost. It's been a while since I've also done a uh, like a weird intro. Like, normally, I've been like, hey, guys. Hi, hello. I mean, you also just did our uh, Venom episodes as well, Well, too. that was by, at gunpoint, though. You made me. I did. You did say. That was at tongue point. Because Venom's. I don't, I don't tongue. like that. Tongue point? <laughs> tongue I'll point. I'll be honest with you. The audience isn't like that either. <laughs> don't say tongue. Don't ever Daniel. say at tongue don't point Don't say again. tongue. How are you guys doing this week? Good. Doing really good. This is, uh, it's it's getting more fall-like right now, so it's getting colder, it's getting darker quicker here in Toronto, um, so it's making me sad. It is. The but te- but, October, but October, my, October is my favorite month, though. Is it really? Why is that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I always loved Halloween as a kid. Yeah. Um, and also, it's my birthday month. Well... Sure, I guess. Uh, but I, I sure. don't. Think, but the weirdest part is uh, no. October is a great month. October is, I think, it, it's a it's a top tier month. It's an S tier yeah, month. It it's, is. It's a good tier month. But like the weirdest part is like I never really I don't really care too much about my birthday. Like it's mm. just like it's a nice thing. But it's just it just sounds like a cool month. Like oh October. Mm. Yeah. Anthony, how about you? I'm doing well. I've you know this week we've we had a lot of reviews out. We had a we lot. Watched a lot of movies. Um. But yeah, it's I super happy that it's october it's also my birthday month mm. um i'm a fan of halloween as well so looking forward to that and yeah and thanksgiving thanksgiving's around the corner so i enjoy thanksgiving because the food Thanksgiving's very good or as we like to call here um or at least i like to call it canadian thanksgiving oh you like to yeah call that? Canadian, canadian thanksgiving you give it a longer name yeah just well you know just we want to make sure <laughs> most people are like we're, nicknames wait, you're thanksgiving? like no. no that's november no. like no 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 canadian thanksgiving. canadian thanksgiving why do we have two separate thanksgiving i again? don't know okay one's more like the canadian thanksgiving is very like it's designed to be in October. Yeah. Nove- it, November Thanksgiving, which is the American Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. It makes sense. It's too close <laughs> yeah. Just Listen. Go right for the America, America. I don't understand. Because here's the thing. When I think of Thanksgiving, I think of fall. I think of like the leaves changing colors on the trees. Yeah. Like things like that. Like turkeys. Other people oh, look at... Venom or symbiote turkey. Thanksgiving is a pretty uh, dark... Um, what? Oh, hold on Dark, a second. Uh, history towards. Oh, okay. oh yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, so I don't really associate with that Thanksgiving. No, I, I don't. just associate Thanksgiving with being with my family, family and, eating, and being thankful for not, what we're um, thankful for. Yeah, you know the conquering of people. No, yeah, no, no, no. Pil- and pilgrim- pilgrims and all that bullshit. Yeah. No, Pil- pilgrimage. No, no, not about that. No. Um, as always, you could catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure you follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd and write into the show at hello at the movie You can check our show notes for all of those links and more. Some quick announcements. I know we were just talking about Thanksgiving next week. We will be taking the week off the show. Due to Canadian Thanksgiving. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, we will be off next week. Of course, we will still have our reviews coming out as things release. Also, if any major breaking news happens. We'll be there. We'll be there. We got you with our... On the scene. On the scene. Live news. You tune in. What what story could break in the next week? (sighs) 
Spider-Man leaves the multi MCU again. <laughs> Why? And just every day he's just going in and out. He's got one foot in the door, one foot out of the door. I'm trying to think. I'm honestly trying to think what could break because luckily the following week DC fandom is happening, so we'll be back for that with all of our trailer reactions and more because it's going to be an incredible, incredible weekend in October that week. Yeah. Um. So you know, what? I think it's like the week before we're we're taking it off just to prepare ourselves. For the craziness, we're gonna be, be gluttonous that weekend. We are, yeah, we're lots of eating. turkey. You know, it's almost it's Anthony's birthday that weekend, pretty much. Yep, it's my birthday. Yep, uh, you know, so your birthday couple, this week. We're just a couple days apart. We're a couple days apart. Yeah, it's my birthday this week. So if you want to write into hello at the moviepodcast.ca, send us a happy birthday message or a death threat, whatever whichever one you prefer. Yeah, I would suggest sending us some gifts because I would prefer gifts. Gifts. Anthony yes. doesn't want to read anything, no. so I don't want some you. I, want I don't want to know what you want to say to me. I just want to get a gift. Send Anthony, Anthony your favorite Matrix gifts. He'll be very, very uh, happy. With not that. gifts. Gifts. Gift. Oh, gifts. gifts. Yeah, gifts. 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 Like a blue gifts. pill or a red pill. Got you. Okay. I thought. I thought Those you said drugs. gifts. Yeah. So what? If I don't you, want drugs. What if they send you anthrax? No. I mean, hopefully <laughs> I not. I don't don't send I don't anthrax to my house, please. <laughs> the, the addresses. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Uh, of course. While we're away, there's lots of amazing episodes that you could catch up on. Anthony alluded to it earlier. We had an incredible week of movie releases. We have our review of No Time to Die, which is coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, our review's out, but the movie's coming out this in week. In North America. In North America. Uh, we have our review of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which you could listen to, which we'll be talking about a little bit more later in the episode. Um, and of course, The Many Saints of Newark, the Sopranos prequel film, also out for you to watch and for you to listen to our review of. Uh, while you're on our page, check out all the incredible special guests that we've had on the movie podcast. Guess what? We have another one joining us today. What? It's never ending. What? We're just always bringing it. Uh, and I'm so excited to say that Anthony got the chance this week to speak to Genevieve Desbiens, who is the what if lead animator so he got to talk to her all about the show anthony did you just ask her a bunch of what if questions throughout the whole thing yes okay what if (laughs) what if this interview was going well it was a very interesting conversation because she was she wasn't sure what to answer with Ah, interesting. She's just, just confused. Like, why do you keep asking me questions? <laughs> why do I have to answer these in the form of a question? We have we have very strict rules. <laughs> very strict rules on the movie podcast. But without further ado, let's cut to our interview with Genevieve Desban right now. Hi, Genevieve. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on the movie podcast. Uh, congratulations on the incredible work you've done on What If. I have, everyone loves it. We're so excited to be able to talk to you about it today. Thank you. I'm excited to. <laughs> Good. Um, my first question for you is, as an animation lead on What If, what are your responsibilities on the show? Uh, so there was a couple of uh, more managing uh, thing we had to do. So uh, when we received the sequence we're supposed to deliver, we have to make some uh, assignation, choosing uh, which animator is going to have which shot. Uh, sometimes some animator really want to have like a super epic uh, fighting scenes. So uh, we have to take that in mind, make sure everyone is happy with their shot. Uh, and we also have to make sure like uh, everyone has what they have to to work, that no one is blocked by anything. Uh, that's a, that the Animation is something that can be pretty technical sometimes. So we have mm-hmm. to like testing, make sure everything runs smoothly. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's about it. And sometimes if we have 
times left, well, we try to animate as well because uh, it's Marvel and <laughs> we all want to make some shots on that movie. <laughs> yeah. That series. What what software do you use to build your animation? Is it like in-house software? Is it like software that people can access like Maya, for instance, and, and build um, animation through there? Uh, yeah, well, uh, us at the, our studio, we use uh, Maya. But uh, if if people ever want to try 3D, they can use Blender, which is a free software. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, one of our favorite things about What If is how it plays with our expectations of what's possible and who's safe in the MCU. Tony Stark was killed off in a couple of episodes you worked on. What was your biggest surprise while working on the show? Oh, the biggest surprise. Um, like you mean in terms of story plot? Yeah, story plot. Or even while you were animating, you were like, oh, wow, I can't believe we're about to build this animation for well, the story. I mean, the, the, the episode about the zombies were pretty uh, pretty exciting to work with. I mean, it's not just zombies. It's zombie. It's character that we know that are becoming zombies. So right. it, it was exciting to do, yeah. That's very cool. Um, let's rewind a bit. How did you get your start in the industry? And did you always have... Uh, or did you always want a career in animation? Uh, no, actually, I never thought really about uh, doing that growing up. Uh, I was more into, uh, I-, I was trying to do like a more serious job, if I may say. But right. after trying like university uh, in psychology or things like that, I, I realized that that wasn't that 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 wasn't really for me let's say like this and uh, I, i've heard of that uh, of that program at uh, laval university in quebec city where we could learn uh, doing animation and i said mm-hmm. well why not I, i'll just try 3d looks cool so i didn't really know i was uh, going to lean towards animation but uh, 3d seems cool so yeah and uh, after one year or two years, I tried. I, I started to grow into animation a lot. So yeah, that, that's where, where I've chosen to go toward that path. Was was animation part of your like when you were growing up? Was that something that you you really like doing as a hobby, drawing, or just even if at that time gaming or even just building stuff via computer? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was drawing a lot. I was, I enjoyed uh, watching Disney movies. Also, I played games a lot. Uh, yeah, I always had an interest for uh, the, those kind of thing. Yeah. Were there were there any movies or shows growing up that kind of influenced you into going that route? Uh, I mean, the the Pixar movies in three D uh, was were really. Um, I find those those movies really impressive. So this is something that I, that was still uh, in my mind as I was choosing my career path. But yeah, I mean, every Disney movies were definitely uh, an inspiration for me. Now, as much as we love speaking to our fellow Canadians, people from all over the world worked on the show. What was it like collaborating with Marvel's many different teams? Uh, I did not really uh, had to collaborate like between studio, but we did had to collaborate directly with Marvel and mm-hmm. it was really uh, going smoothly. Um, as uh, as animator, we had a lot of contacts with uh, Stefan Frank, 
which is the animation director at Marvel. And he was really available. If we had any question, we could reach to him. Sometimes he was reaching to us to like uh, add uh, some specification about some shots. So yeah, it, it went really smoothly. Yeah. Very good. Now, out of the episodes you worked on, was there anything that you took away from the technical side of building this type of animation on, on screen? Uh, what do you mean by taking away? Uh, like, did you learn anything from the episodes that you made that you will utilize in the future for other episodes? Like any, any new te techniques that you learned or um, even just the workflow that you've, uh, that you've developed? Did, did it get fat? Did it get better? Did it get slower? Did it? Well, I for sure learned a lot about leading a team and that was something I never did before. And that was a kind of a leap of a fate, but I think it went really well. And the team we had uh, in animation was so, so nice to work with. It wasn't even hard. Uh, maybe <laughs> it, it was a little challenging, but it was a yeah. pleasure. Yeah. You always hear about uh, the crunch. Was there, was there crunch when you were doing this, these episodes? Uh, no, not that much. Uh, no, it went, it went pretty well. Yeah, it was kind of a steady uh, workload. And no, there was not a specific uh, place where it kind of crunched. <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. pressure of building a, a show like that could be overwhelming at times. And then your team kind of feels it. And um, even coming from a background from as a visual artist, you know, 10 hours in the studio could mm. lead to 24 hours to overnights and a lot of overtime. So it's... Yeah, yeah, just, definitely. But we, we tried to make them really uh, and, and not to overwork ourselves at all. Yeah. That's that's good to hear. Mm. Um, is there anything you're working on now that you're able to share with us? If not, uh, what movie or show are you looking forward to the most in the MCU? Uh, well, I can't, sh I'm not sure I could show you like image, but I can talk a little bit. Uh, right now we're, uh, we're working on Craqué Family Scramble, which is a series for kids, really cartoony. It's like an ostrich trying to take care of this eight little child. It's super Aww. cute. Uh, it's a pleasure to work uh, with that. We're really uh, working on a, an animation style, but also a visual style, which is which will stand out of uh, most series, I think, that are made for kids right now. Was there, did you have a favorite episode of all the what ifs? Um, I think my favorite one is uh, the uh, What If Thor Were an Only Child, which is kind of one we made. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe I'm biased a little. <laughs> but uh, it, I like the fact that this story wasn't that serious. It was really light, really joyful. Uh, even the, just the color and the visual style, it's always like uh, super, super pink, super fun. So yeah, I really enjoy watching it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, Genevieve, we can't wait to see what uh, What If has for the next episode, the last episode, and how the season wraps up. And we're looking forward to whatever projects you're working on next. Thank yeah, you again. Thank you. Bye. Wow, dude. Again, every time we have an interview, I'm always shocked at the end of the interview as to the interview that preceded us before. And this is just amazing. The questions that came up and the pivoting that you did. And, you know, at one point, you could tell that she was just blown away by your vocabulary because you were using words that I've never even heard of before. It was like you're talking in tongues. That was amazing. I think I was. Yeah. I think I was. But yeah. um, I was... Uh... 
Yeah, I was super excited to connect with Genevieve and get to learn a little bit more about the what if and how, how it came about. And it's great to connect with Canadian talent. And um, I hope our audience, you know, learned something and enjoyed it. Thank you. No, you did, you did a great job and you were on your own for this interview. So that was a, that was a first as well too. So I think yeah. you did a great job and killed it, killed it. Not her though. She, yeah. she, she's alive. She's alive. She's alive great. And well. She's really, she's doing really well. Um, but hopefully uh, maybe we'll have some more animators in, from the what if team down the road. Who knows? You know, I, I want to give a little bit of a, of a shout out to our, our European and UK friends. If you've seen no time to die, let me clear my throat first as well. If you've seen No Time to Die, write into us and let us know what you thought of the movie. You know, you've, you've already had the chance of seeing it. We won't read it out until the movie comes out, but we want to know what you thought of that ending. Yeah. So let us know. Please, yeah, write into the show. We've seen it, so you could spoil it for us. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, do your worst. <laughs> Try it. Yeah, but... As Shay said, yeah, please write into the show like we said earlier. Hello at the movie pos- p- Hello. Possum? Uh, bonjour at the moviepodcast.ca. Hello at the moviepodcast.ca. Also, uh, make sure you're following us on our socials so you could write in, throw our comments, slide into our DMs, do whatever you want. But without further ado, let's get into the news. Oh, you threw an extra. Yeah. You threw an extra one in there, eh? I did. I got nervous. I got so nervous. You got I don't nervous, know why. Eh? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. First You off, guys are giving me such kind of like, how do you I want to go we're, we're live together. No, I'm going right into the news because I don't even want to think about you messing I know. that up. I, how dare you? I, I'll leave. Scarlett Johansson, Disney settle explosive Black Widow lawsuit. This is coming from Kim Masters and Tatiana, sorry, Tatiana Siegel of The Hollywood Reporter. Scarlett Johansson and Disney have settled a breach of contract lawsuit over the star's Black Widow payday. The Hollywood Reporter has learned terms of the deal were not disclosed. I am happy to have resolved our differences with Disney, stated Johansson. I'm incredibly incredibly proud of the work that we've done together over the years and have greatly enjoyed my creative relationship with the team. I am looking forward to continuing on our, our collaboration in years to come. Disney Studios chairman Alan Bergman added, I'm very pleased that we have been able to come to a mutual agreement with Scarlett Johansson regarding Black Widow. We appreciate her contributions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and look forward to working together on a number of upcoming projects, including Disney's Tower of Terror. Now, this was a huge, huge, huge deal almost what a month and a half ago, two months ago now at this point. It got very dirty with them kind of trading blows in the news cycle. So it's great that this has finally come to a resolution. Shay, what are your first thoughts on this? I know we don't have an, uh, an exact figure that I'm was giving it was in the ballpark though. Yeah, the uh, rumors. The rumors. I mean, five hundred million. Uh, no, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> that's crazy. But I heard it was around the the generous forty million. Yeah, what I was hearing. Um, hey, you know, I said it when we discussed in the beginning. Get your bag, get your money, get paid. Uh, and she did just that. That's awesome. I'm glad that they were able to come to an agreement. We all knew they'd come to an agreement. Come on, this is Disney. This was this never going to go to trial. No, never. this wasn't going to no. come to a point where it was going to get too messy. But. It did definitely shine a little bit more of a light. Now, I'm kind of wondering what's happening with the other ones that are happening behind the scenes. Obviously, we know Emma Stones is done. But what about um, Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt. Like, is she having anything still happening with hers? I like, feel like it's going to be okay because she also just signed on to Jungle Cruise 2. Yeah. So I feel like... But hers was mostly with Paramount as well, right? Oh, with The Quiet Place Part yeah. 2, right? Her and So I'm John. kind of wondering what's going on with that. Um, again, th- these all might just be settled in the background. Isn't and- Gerard Butler in one of those? 
Yeah, for uh, <laughs> Olympus has fallen, the third one, yeah. Angel has fallen. Or? Angel has fallen, which was pre-pandemic as yeah, well, too. <laughs> Hold on a second. Well, what, who, what is Jason, uh, Gerard Butler? Jason, Jason Butler? J- Jason Butler. That's his brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, so, so that's what I was going to say. <laughs> we all went really quiet there. Yeah. But uh, the point is, I'm, I'm really happy for her. I'm glad that she got her due. Um, people will always scoff at this and be like, they're rich people getting their money. It's right. like, yeah, but like... You did a job. You were owed something. Right. That's it. The it, it's about the principle of the things, not really about just the whole you know glamour of it all. For sure, Anthony. How about you? Where are you at with this? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Like, really, I knew this was gonna happen. I don't really have much to say about you know Scarlett Johansson making forty million. It just makes me sad because I don't have forty million. Yeah, forty dollars. <laughs> I have forty. Forty dollars. Oh, yeah. let me give you some dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, like one day for us, people will like give us forty million dollars. I'll be, I'll be on. We're like arguing, we're like, no, you gotta give me eighty million dollars. Just like, <laughs> listen, no, Anthony, you are not allowed 40, to do our negotiations. I can't, I can't live my life with forty million. You yeah. can live a life with forty million dollars, and that's my point. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got me. Yeah. I got got there. You got got there. Um, yeah, I mean, like we said, like I don't think this was ever going to go to litigation or to trial or anything like that. Uh, they knew exactly what had to be done when Scarlett filed the lawsuit. Disney knew exactly what they were doing when they were retorting on the news and all of that stuff. So um, it looked like it was going to turn into something ugly for a little while. But I think at the end of the I day, just, just money, just you know, just money I just talks. imagine like Mickey Mouse making these decisions. I don't yeah. know why. Like he like, has to be. You know, he's, he's in, not real, right? It's one that, that. But he is <laughs> real. Like you go to Disney World. So Bob Jappick has to wear. He has to wear a Mickey Mouse suit. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he has to talk Disney in the Mickey World? voice yeah. and. Ho-ho! <laughs> You're not getting your money today. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe in the future, if you keep forty million, ha? Oh, it's Scarlet, ha? I don't know why that's that's Bob or it's Mickey. And he's just like I just imagine him with like a bow tie. Yeah, and he yeah. has his sleeves wrapped up to his. Oh like, gosh, to his, just, his elbows. Mickey like, has like these just guns for arms. He's, like just, he reminds. He's ripped. literally Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder, but with Mickey. With Mickey's head. head. Yeah, I see that for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he told Scarlet to go herself many many oh, yeah. times go mouse herself mouse herself yeah but uh it all paid out yeah and again i i even doubt that like just this from being on the outside i'm like this is a a lawyer's game right this was the lawyers all doing their thing putting out the statements like disney and scarlet were just like in the background chilling just waiting for this to all be resolved right um and again this is going to set precedent for what's going to come next with streaming really going to be the primary way a lot of people watch movies, um, this um, settlements is going to be, I think, the example for everything that comes next, mm. right? So I think that's it's great that this settled. I'm gl- I'm glad this didn't turn to something uglier, and hopefully, it just means that for those of us who want to watch movies at home and streaming, you're not going to have to wait as long anymore. You could go watch a movie in theaters and then watch it as streaming. Like this is only good for the streaming side of right. the argument of watching movies. Do you think this is big enough? This is a big enough story to really document it in the future. And this is like, this is the day, you know, streaming took over or this is where this was such a pivotal moment where the, 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 the line between theater and, and streaming services you know, took over type of thing. Yeah. I think this will be a case that is referenced in the future as, um, you know, something where they just put their, their, they planted their flag and this is going to be change. Mm -hmm. Everything else that happened with like with Warner brothers, Warner brothers just kind of paid out the, the big people when they put their, their movies on HBO max, but, but they burn a lot of bridges too. They burn a lot of bridges. They're, 
they lost Nolan. Denis, who knows what's going to happen next with that. Um, but with Scarlet, this was such a, a, a huge one. There was such a public one that looked like like it got like very bloody early on with them trading blows with each other on the news mm-hmm. with their statements and stuff. And that's why it was very different from other kind of settlements that we've seen before or lawsuits that have come out. But now that Black Widow was the last kind of film that was, I guess, was the biggest film that straddled that line of, you know, it's a, supposed to be a the- theatrical movie, but now we're going to put it on streaming day and date. Um, we really haven't had those movies released since what was the last one they did? A Jungle Cruise? It was the last di- premiere access film we had? Yeah, Jungle so, Cruise, yeah. So I don't think we're going to really have to deal with it going forward. And if they do decide to do it going forward, they're going to have it in their contracts and everything mm-hmm. that people are going to get paid properly. Right? Because we now know Eternals is officially theaters. And I mean, with the way that Shang-Chi did, I. Yeah, Box Office is strong. It's going to do fine. You Box know? Office is doing okay. We're going to get to it, but Venom is doing strong as well. So. The box office is healing. It's healing. Speaking of HBO Max and Warner Media and all the fun streaming stuff, Warner Media CEO Jason Kilar is disappointed he will probably lose his job. <laughs> this has come from Todd Spangler of Variety. Jason Kilar, currently CEO of Warner Media, admitted that he feels disappointed that will, that he will likely be out of a job within a year. I'll be honest, I'd be disappointed too. Be slightly inconvenienced. Yeah, it'll be a little, little bit of a. Uh, AT and T is in the midst of a spinning off Warner Media to it. Uh, to combine it with Discovery, a deal expected to close in mid-2022, pending regulatory approvals. Kilar has told staffers that he expects to stay at Warner Media at least through early 2022. Kilar, the one-time CEO of Hulu, said that the last year, uh, sorry, <clears throat> said the last year and a half he's been spending, uh, he's been he spent leading Warner Media has been the most professionally fulfilling stretch of his career. I would far prefer the, uh, this adventure to go on for another 10 or 20 years, he acknowledged. But that's not the way corporate America works. Until the transaction closes, Kilar said he'll continue to work to set up Warner Media for the next 100 years. Warner Media will spend north of $18 billion on content across all areas of the business in both 2021 and 2022, Kilar said. Responding to Netflix's forecast of spending... 18 billion on content next year. So clearly there's going to be some big changes happening at Warner media over the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony, what's your take on this? I remember when I sent this in the chat earlier this week and you're like, he'll be fine. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he'll, be <laughs> uh, fine. but what do you, what do you think of all of this with the hindsight of where Warner brothers is going to be with the discovery merger? What's your take on all of this? Well, you know, I guess he wasn't doing that great of a job. If he was only there for a year and a half and right now he's already talking about and very vocal, <laughs> he probably might not have a job in the future. Uh, I just, it seems like Warner Brothers has another path for itself, especially with their, their media content and now connecting with Discovery and all that. I, I don't know what it looks like for uh, Warner Brothers at the moment because I don't know if they're going to continue with the HBO Max deal that they had this year. Um, and I don't suspect they will. I think they'll have more of a a day and date, but not a day and date, but we'll say a forty five. I think window, I think they I think they said or that even less. This year will be the only year that they do day and date, and then yeah. next year it turns into a forty five day window. Right. So I I don't know who would take over. That's a, that's another big thing. Who's going to who would be best suited for that um, mm-hmm. role? And it could be someone from Disney who's who's shown 
their their professionalism and and their expertise when it comes to yeah. dealing with ambiguity in that sense where you know how does how do how does a studio um really focus on pandemic level events right and still make out and i think disney did a really good job last year and this year of dealing and weaving through those lanes compared to warner brothers who i think clearly had a lot of crashes Warner Brothers did a, a really big like reactionary response. <coughs> yeah. They didn't last December was yeah, huge. Like, they were just like, "This is what we're doing, and we're setting it in stone." They should have been okay with the ambiguity of what's going to be coming forward, like how Disney was. Like, don't we're, we're all aware of that the world is in a weird place right now. So when Disney was kind of doing it, like, "Hey, the next one might be on Premier Access, and the one after that might not be," we were all okay with it because we were just kind of waiting to go. Warner Brothers shot themselves in the foot right away when they said, it's all going to be on HBO Max the first day. It's like, well, now most people don't have a reason to go to the theater, no matter what. Mm -hmm. At least if you kept that ambiguity there, you'd kind of get people in a place where it's like, okay, maybe the next one I'll go see, maybe the next one I won't. And I I think they were hoping that they'd get big numbers on HBO Max. I don't know if they did. I don't know if it really is what they were hoping for. I mean, who knows what after this one year is over. Will people keep their subscriptions for HBO Max? What is that going to look like? But man, they just a weird, weird outing, and we've talked about it a lot too. I, I do, I do, I would say that he did succeed with HBO Max original content um, that was produced in the past, we'll say, year. Um, I just think of Mary of Easttown, and but yeah, but but that's, that, more, HBO that's more HBO though, right? Though. But it's still under that Warner Media. Yeah, you know, like I'm just thinking in that sense. So I think that was a success in that. And that part of his time there, I don't know how. Like when it, when when we say Warner Media, I don't know what that looks like. I, I the first thing I think of is movies that come out in theater, as well as content that comes out on HBO, right? Or HBO Max. But the thing is, like, I don't <clears throat> know what other parts of their channels they. Yeah, it's interesting you say you know Mary Beeston because for some reason, and I even like I'm, I think Daniel might be the same way. I still don't see that as a part of Warner. I don't know why. Like, I can't make that connection. I think just because HBO is so much of its own brand. It feels like its own th- brand. That it might be owned. Yeah, yes. Like, they're owned by AT&T. Or, in, in, even though HBO Max has HBO in it, yeah. it still doesn't feel like it HBO. It feels separate, right? And I'm looking at, because AT&T is involved in all of this, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, Warner Brothers knew exactly the lineup of content they had this year. Mm. When you look at Warner Brothers' whole list of films that came out this year, there's nothing really massive only like the only thing that really stands out is dune being a big one uh what else space jam was a pretty big one like in terms of just releases that people were eagerly anticipating justice league just oh like snyder cut snyder cut that was a yeah. big one yeah snyder cut was was a, i guess was a really big one but also the other ones that people were looking forward to like the batman got pushed out of this year right, right. because they knew the power of keeping that in theaters um they knew that this was a weaker year for movie releases. So like, you know what? Let's do our day and date release. It's hopefully going to help with HBO Max. And now we're coming off of the year. I don't really th- think anybody... Does anyone ever really... I, I don't hear just in my own regards. Does anyone talk about HBO Max original content? Like, I'm trying to think what of a have? show... We have American Pickle. We had The Witches, which wasn't, I guess, originally HBO Max. The Witches? Original. What am I... Like, the, you know... Robert Zemeckis, Witches? And Hathaway. Oh, The Witches. Yeah, no, yeah. but that, that was sold to HBO Max. And then it became, yes, HBO Max. Yeah. But American Pickle is, like, one of the first ones that comes to mind. Th- that, that was... So, American Pickle was an HBO Max original. Original, exactly. Witches was, uh, Witches was basically, like, Wonder Woman 1984 got released on HBO Max. 
No, it was actually an HBO Max original though. Whereas Wonder Woman 1984 was not an HBO Max original. I swear, I swear, The Witches was made to be theatrical. It and- was, and then they switched it to becoming an HBO Max original. Interesting. I thought The Witches was. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought. I thought original, it was. Just, I thought but it was you know what? It was. I was talking about American Pickle though. No, I'm talking about the witches. witches. Yeah, but you had said American Pickle as well. Witches was no, because you, yeah, the witches was an HBO Max. Well, what else? What else do we have? Like, what else was uh, HBO Max? We original? had uh, if we were looking at like TV shows. Uh-huh. Um, let's hear. These are specials. Other we can't find anything. Original. Yeah, program it was here. just a. It was. Yeah, it was the same thing. They just released Ra- it on HBO Max. Raised by Wolves, which the was, witches. But not, they didn't release it in theaters, though, did they? They did here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Raised by Wolves, which was the um uh ridley scott produced yeah that TV was the series, show right which was they really had good. the isn't the uh the the kaylee cuoco show as the well flight too? attendant yeah. gossip girl love life generation made for love the hacks was a hbo original the friends reunion the friends reunion six lives of college girls which is going to be coming out soon uh close enough the prince these are all animations yeah so there, there's Looney a tunes um cartoons and the reason, the, sorry, the reason why I was saying is because on their posters they actually have it branded as HBO Max original. Yeah. Whereas Warner, like Wonder Woman, did not have that. It no, it didn't. Like, yeah. It was on HBO Max and and yeah. theaters. But so I th- that, I that's, think, that's what I meant. Yeah. Because yeah. that that was like added afterwards. Because I remember yes. the witches was it was originally theaters. The, theatrical. They pulled it and then they did day and date. They made a little switch. Yeah. There was other that other Anne Hathaway film. With, yeah, the um, one with, that she would tell you for. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was the pandemic movie, the pandemic film. Yes. Yeah, that was all, uh, the COVID one. That was directed was by. It was directed by a well-known director too. I can. I, I'll look it up. Um. But yeah, so it's like when you look at the 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 quality of the films and shows that they have on HBO Max, it's nothing really earth-shattering. It really is going to be for that back catalog, right? And it's going to be the same thing next year, where forty-five days, then it's going to start streaming on HBO Max. It called so lockdown. That's the one, yeah, makes sense. Um, and then you look at Jason Kilar's uh, salary; he makes fifty-two million dollars oh. a year. So I think, I think he'll be okay. I think he's going to be okay. No, he needs eighty-two million. He needs eighty-two million dollars. Like, there you go. I'm pretty sure he could retire and not worry about. Yeah, I think so. And he was CEO of Hulu for a little while too. So again, so, yeah. I think, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. But again, it's just, it's just that thing of the way you quantify like just content and numbers like this is the the very analytical number side of things which isn't as fun to talk about but it just it really is just how a lot of companies are just looking at things it's just numbers does this make sense does this not make sense what what do you what do you see for warner brothers in the new year in 2022 um i don't i don't foresee them doing what they did this year with day and date because that would be crazy because they, again, like you said, they shot themselves in the foot for all type of box office that they've had this year, right? Like most people have watched, I would say, Warner Brothers films at home mm-hmm. than they have gone to the movie theaters for. Um, I would love, I know this is this is kind of just a pipe dream now. I would love for them to rebrand HBO Max. I think that <laughs> name is just awful. I, I, I literally think that's one of the worst streaming names. Um, I was talking to Shay about this this week and Shay's like, what about Peacock? I'm like, yeah, but at least Peacock is just one word and it's not it doesn't confuse like hbo and hbo max it's mm-hmm. it's weird that they took the hbo branding that's just strange to me and they put max in there um i would love to, them just to call it warner plus like paramount plus warner plus disney plus like just keep it in line with everyone else and just, just focus on quality content you know and don't and maybe they do you think they'll ever get rid of the hbo branding 
I mean, it's a strong brand. That's the thing. It's HBO your strongest brand. <laughs> it's a strong brand. I'm looking at the domestic <laughs> box office for this year, and in the top 10 movies of this year, Warner Brothers has one, two, three movies only, and that's Godzilla vs. Kong, Space Jam, and The Conjuring, surprisingly. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? It makes sense. So, like, they, like, Disney is owning it, and then, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, surprisingly, I see Paramount, and they were their only film, really, that came out this year, which was A Quiet Place Part Two. Right. Very, very interesting. That's and that's domestic. If I look at worldwide, uh, it's probably just a little bit different. You know, you have that movie that we talked about, I think, earlier on this year, which was released in China. The detective one? Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. That's it. That almost did a billion. So yep. That's mm-hmm. crazy. You know, we talked about movies. Will they do a billion again? Like, I guess, Hi, Mom. We should watch it. We should watch it. We should watch it. it. Can we watch we'll, it in Canada? We'll find a way. We'll find a way. It just says a lot about, like, just theaters in general. I'm just thinking, like, man. You know, the only way you will succeed in a theater is if you are right now a superhero film. And that's and the thing, right? Like, th- how many superhero films are we going to have where we need that many theaters yeah. to watch it? I get it. And and that's the thing where it's like, it's 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 like a vicious circle because it's like superhero movies and like action films, like like Free Guy, like like big that's movies, high. like block, block, blockbusters are what keep theaters in business, but people are like, oh, I, I want to see more original films. And then you can't see the original films at the theaters because nobody goes to see them. And then they don't get made. Like, it's like, mm. just like, it's like a, a vicious cycle, a vicious cycle of just everything just not lining up with each other. Right. And I think that's luckily where streamers like Netflix and uh, Disney plus and HBO max and stuff like you could have those maybe smaller films, find an audience that way too. But Again, it turns into well, they wanna they wanna be in theaters and that and and I get it. So it just there's it's just everywhere, mm-hmm. right? We'll see. It's gonna be. I, I think next year now that things are hopefully starting to settle down, I really wonder what next year is gonna look like. Uh, so quick updates though. Mr. Corman canceled the Apple TV Plus. This was the Joseph Gordon-Levitt written and directed show. I really like the show. Um, some more Apple news. Apple lands John Watts thriller starring. Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Jeez. John w- uh, John Watts being the director of Spider-Man: Homecoming, Spider-Man: Far From Home, Spider-Man: No Way Home, and Marvel's upcoming Fantastic Four reboot. So good for them on landing that. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, Sally Hawkins, and Olivia Coleman join Timothy Chalamet in the Wonka film. So shaping up to be a really great cast. Mm. Let's get into the box office. Kaching. No, no, that was it. That was it. I was I was looking at Anthony to see if he was going to do it, and he just looked at me dead in my eyes, and he but said, he won't, "No." Though. I know that's the thing. I, I look at him with hope every I time, was though. Ching. You went cutching. Yeah, I was changing it up a little bit. So what's going on today, guys? First yeah. of all, you didn't do it. Why didn't you do it? Because I was, I was just, I was in the moment. <laughs> Dave was looking at me for some reason. I was looking, I was looking at Dave. I was looking like, at him like, I'm not say saying it. Cutching. We are off this episode. First, I had an extra do. I know it's we're it's just the, the these callouts, you know, yeah. these ad libs that we do. That's what happens when Anthony interviews somebody. <laughs> the world, we're in, the, we're in another multiverse. Of course, right now. I'm blamed for. Uh, <laughs> Some quick box office updates. Shang Chi becomes the first pandemic era flick to cross two hundred million dollars domestically, which is amazing. No Time to Die is thriving with projected one hundred and thirteen million international haul, and Venom: Let There Be Carnage is gobbling it up at seventy one million plus weekend. Second best Friday of the pandemic with 37 million. Uh, updated numbers are looking like it's going to be closer to 90 million. So we'll see when the final numbers come in. But I thought this was a great time since we didn't talk about it in our review. 
Let's talk about that Venom, Let There Be Carnage mid credit scene. Mm. So the scene starts with... Are we saying spoiler alert? Yes. Full well, this, on, this is a spoiler alert. This, is, this yeah. is a full on spoiler alert. Yeah, so spoiler alert. Don't. This is, also, spoiler, the, this is also the only point of the movie worth discussing. This is the only point of the movie I remember. <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100%. So the mid credit scene starts. This is the first mid credit scenes after, I guess, the title sequence. Eddie and Venom are chilling in a hotel room, it looks like. They're on vacation. They're on, on vacation, vacation, you know, because the movie ends with them on, on the beach and just. Venom. And, <laughs> and Eddie, Brock Eddie Brock are on vacation. Are on, they're, they're fucking. They're oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I'm so glad we used our. our that, I think that F was was guaranteed. It was it was it was it was warranted. It worked. Uh, didn't the movie have a fuck too? Right. It had a, it had a one one fucking one fucking. Yeah, thing, when yeah. he ate his. Oh, head. he's like fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's what he's, that he. Was, that and was that was eats his head. Yeah. 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 He did. He, that's what he said. He said it. It just when you said it to me right now, yeah, I, yeah. I felt it. Yeah, but it sounded it sounded like this. It sounded like I Venom, think right? you did the voice for. Me. I, I, I think you Sony did the Pictures, voice. call me up. I will do it. Save the money on Tom I'll, Hardy I'll doing do the, the ADR. I'll do all the. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> 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 so yeah, Venom and Eddie are chilling in a hotel room. Uh, then this crazy noise and light show happens outside and they're like, what was that? And then it literally cuts to uh, James Jonah Jameson played by uh, J.K. Simmons that we've seen at the end of Far From... Oh, sorry. Oh, far From no Home. Home. Wait. Far From Home. Fuck. Yeah. It's the home, it's Far From Home. That uh, he's saying, hey, that's it, folks. Uh, Spider-Man is Peter Parker, blah, 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 blah. And then Eddie, I guess, turns into Venom or Venom's there and he starts licking the screen. Yeah. And it's a picture of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. Which off the bat, people were saying that this mid-credit scene was unreal, like amazing. Earth shattering. I thought it was going to be something of the along the lines of like the meeting or something like that. Yeah. It is it's earth shattering and groundbreaking in the sense of the what implications the of it. Yeah. But the scene itself is just kind of It's Superman. It's super just whatever. It's okay. Right. But it's the as the implications of it the, all, right? Yeah, what what it can lead to. So, what do you think it leads to, Anthony? Well, I think you know we the trailer for Spider Man, No Way Home, No Way Home, so many homes. I, I tend to forget which one's <laughs> which. Um, there is a version. There is a black suited Spider Man. There is in that trailer. So does Ven and Venom does show a liking to. Peter Parker. Yeah, he did lick him in the. He, in, he did lick the TV screen. like an ice cream. Um, I mean, Tom so, Holland though. So. And then there are this. There's a scene where you know there is something happening behind Peter Parker, and there's like a kind of like not an explosion, but someone bangs on the window. Or yeah, something it looks like that. he's like it looks like a prison cell. Almost. Yes, that is. we we assume maybe that's Venom. Maybe Venom partners with Peter in the movie. To I don't know. Help battle these. But do you guys want to see this Venom in the MCU? No, <laughs> no, not this Venom. This is not this is per, for me. This is not the Venom I want. I want no. this scary the Venom we saw in the trailer for Spider Man Two, the like the PlayStation game. That's Venom. Like someone. Oh was, yeah, sorry. The, sorry, I was thinking of the the Rami Spider Man. Sorry, yeah, I should. Yeah, the the, the, the a scary sp- a, a scary Venom. Someone who you don't know his motives if he is good or if he is evil, but eventually he's. We'll see the anti-hero of, of the of this the universe. lethal protector, but like not a comedic Joker and like a the silly Tom. Guy. Yeah, he's not silly. This guy is very like Venom is very precise and he knows what he's doing and he does it for you for a reason. You want someone that when he's on screen you feel unpredictable. And I get you know Tom Hardy's Venom 
is unpredictable in the sense, but he's all, they also just lean into the goofiness of it, which is fine. And I think the best part of the Venom films have been Eddie and Venom's relationship. But like we said, that does wear thin after a little while. Um, and uh, like that, that scene that you were talking about with Tom Holland and there's like a, like a, I guess like a barrier between them and it hits like it, it like does appear. Almost, yeah. It does yeah. appear. It's the lizard. But I wouldn't be surprised if Venom was another character that maybe Doctor Strange trapped in this, this prison that they, this this mystical prison that they have, and Venom is in there. I don't know. Like I don't, I like when when you end the movie with that, when you give that 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 mid credit scene, it makes it seem like Venom is going to be in No Way Home. No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hardy was caught wearing you know the hat from the production. But again, like and Tom Holland was posting on Instagram like, do you guys like see Venom yet? Like yeah. I'm just I'm just curious because I'm trying to see how this Venom could work. I just I just want to know what Kevin Feige's thinking. I just, I just <laughs> want to know. Kevin doesn't know. He's there on opening night. He's got a bag of popcorn in his hand. He's like, oh, I'll I'll stay for the mid credit sequence. And he's just watching. He's like, huh, Tom, Tom, <laughs> and he just drops his bag, gets on the phone with Amy. Amy, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Amy Pascal, the producer of Spider Man. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting because again, Venom let there be carnage is absurd it's absolutely absurd yeah. of a movie um but that that mid credit scene did make me think okay i really wonder now where are they going to take this this world i get i know multiverses are a thing you could still do a proper symbiote story in the tom holland movies but maybe they don't even touch on that anymore like maybe they go in a, a complete different direction because you have multiversal villains now because i'm trying to think like in, in the timeline of events here so we have far from home which ends with you know the big reveal about Peter Parker, Peter being, Parker Spider-Man. being Spider-Man. Now, if that new story is playing, then in Venom, that's the new story playing. Why did the like? Why did it look like it was going to some multiversal explosion? Because it looked like when you look outside, it looks like the world kind of collapses on itself and then reforms back to whatever right is happening. So that whatever the, what was happening, the multiverse, whatever happened that brought him there could have brought him to that moment right could it have been like it didn't it didn't loki? have to be the same the multiverses don't have to be in the same time period right but could it have been something that happened in loki that caused this to happen yeah maybe it was when sylphie and loki break you know the timeline maybe that mm-hmm. broke it in whatever multiverses i don't know and that and that's the thing the multiverse and time travel stuff will get a little weird um spider-man is shaping up to be again we've seen the trailer we've reacted to the trailer i still don't think we've seen anything really from that movie yet no i feel like so much of that no way home trailer is doctored yeah dr strange like yeah. you mean footage is manipulated, manipulated changed yeah or like different because marvel does do that like we have seen different infinity shots Infinity war was a big one right infinity war even homecoming had the shot of spider-man and iron man flying together um that oh, wasn't yeah. in the movie right like they they will do things to misdirect um, they got to put marketing and trailers out, but mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, they're going to do something that's going to be something to behold very soon. Well, we'll know in three months, right? Two months. Two months. Two months. Two months, right? We're not too far away from it. What are, what are you hoping, though? Like, going now that we know that Venom is in the same universe as Tom Holland's Spider Man, like, what do you foresee happening? Do you, so how would you see him used in uh, No Way Home? It seems almost like, you know, when he says, ooh, I like him, and he's, like, looking the screen, like, he wants to help Peter, or... It just, it felt so on the nose, it just felt very forced, and I was like, okay, 
maybe he's going to be a good guy because I can't see Tom Holland beating up this Venom or beating up Ed, uh, Eddie Brock. Yeah, because Eddie Brock is a good guy. Yeah, yeah, I almost called him Ed Hardy, by the way. It was Ed Hardy? The, the <laughs> he's old company. It's like Tom shirt. Hardy? Yeah, Tom Hardy and Eddie Brock. That's why. My bad. Um, but now I kind of want to see that happen. Uh, yeah, I just I can't see them fighting because, you know, the audience will be so conflicted. I mean, I'm down from the kick, you know, Venom's ass because I don't like these Venom movies. So... But what if what if we get Eddie Brock? Obviously, so the Ed Eddie Hardy. Brock, <laughs> the Eddie Brock of that other multiverse, isn't the Eddie Brock maybe that we have in this in Tom Holland's world, right? Do we have an Eddie Brock from this? We don't. We haven't no, seen an Eddie Brock yet. So maybe Eddie Brock, or just maybe the symbiote itself, is introduced into Tom Holland's worlds from this multiverse. What right? if we have Topher Grace come back? Come back? Could you imagine? I'd rather take that. I would rather take <laughs> No, the you to- wouldn't. Yes. No, you wouldn't. I would take Topher no. Grace as Venom I, coming back. No, you over won't, Eddie, Eddie Hardy. Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy. <laughs> Ed Hardy's Venom. Yeah. Just because, like, he was a piece of shit, that yeah. Venom. Like, he was actually, like, he was evil. evil. But he was on a diet, for sure. That guy was skinny as fuck. He, he was like, a skinny Venom, Venom for was, sure. like, yeah. Yeah. And also, a horrible Venom, too. But at least he wasn't cracking jokes. Yeah. With you know, is, Are you upset that Venom's cracking jokes? I'm upset that he's just silly. You know when you crack too many jokes, you have this... You're perceived to be a joker, right? Not, yeah. Not a... I, not a I, I think I think it's it's not just the jokes. I think it's just the type of jokes. It's that, also the mannerisms. The like, mannerisms. The, the scenes like, that we see. When Venom it. is like singing like, You say potato, I say potato. Like, and he's singing like... He definitely did the voice. I did Venom. do the voice, yeah. This or like... Breaking news. Yeah. Venom doesn't cook. Like, he doesn't have the <laughs> it just, it just, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fact that you just said Venom, Venom doesn't, doesn't cook. cook. He, he heard doesn't, it here like, first. Yeah. things. It just, it's just funny, but maybe now that we know that the symbiote can be evil, obviously, because what we saw with Carnage, what if the symbiote now goes into Spider-Man's world? What if it attaches to Peter... And then we get the proper venom of that world. This, like movie, it's possible. this movie sounds so complicated. There's and, and so just, much happening. Just so much packed into one film. This movie needs to be like six hours long. What's going to happen in Doctor Strange? Like nothing. What's going to happen in Doctor Strange? At <laughs> Doctor this Strange point? is hanging out. He's just having tea. Oh my god! Like it's going to be. It's going to be crazy. Like I don't even know. Like we're we'll get a Doctor Strange trailer this year. I, I'm assuming. It's coming out in March. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe December. Maybe November Probably, with uh with Eternals or December with Spider Man. Yeah. Or maybe they start marketing it really late. Like yeah, they like, could. They totally could. Right? You know, That's like Christmas thing. Day, they drop a trailer after Spider Man. Or even comes January, out. you know, but anything's anything's up in the air. You know, but my gosh, like it's gonna be really something. Like, look how late Spider Man was. Yeah, three months, right? Yeah. Three months basically to the to the day. Wow. It's gonna be interesting. it's gonna be a very interesting time. Uh, but let's get into some trailers. 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 We got four trailers to talk about today. Uh, first trailer. Well, I'm just going to go through them. We can talk about the ones yeah. that we like. Wolf, Encanto, Licorice Pizza, and Army of Thieves. Uh, my personal favorite this week, Licorice Pizza. I thought that was a really great trailer. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Directed Me too. by Paul Thomas Anderson. PTA. Yeah. Who's not somebody I typically look forward to his films. Nothing that I have anything against them. I just... Yeah. He's not really a director that I. He's in my in my just repertoire. repertoire of who I look to or watch their films of. But Liquor Pizza does look very good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like um. Why am I blanking on the name of this director? Uh, 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 no, that's David O. Russell. I was thinking Richard Linklater. This oh, kind of reminds okay. me of a Richard Linklater type of movie. Okay, so Boyhood. Boyhood. 
Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what about you guys? What stood out this week trailer-wise? Yeah, definitely Licorice Pizza. I mean, originally titled Soggy Bottom. I'm glad that that changed. <sighs> yeah, I'm glad. Um, I'm not still not a fan of Licorice Pizza as a name because I'm not a big licorice guy. Yeah. Uh, big pizza guy, though. You don't like licorice? No, I'm not a big licorice guy. You don't like uh, Twizzlers? No. You I mean, like, like, if you, you like gave nibs? me a Twizzler and you said, eat this Twizzler. Dude, I remember going in your car, you had a... You had a trunk full of Twizzlers. Well, that's because I'm selling them. Yeah. Are you a, a Twizzlers dealer? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it, guys, because now we're implicated. We don't talk about our day jobs. We, okay? don't talk about, we don't talk about how I make the money <laughs> to pay for the car that I drive, okay? Uh, but no, I mean, PTA is, he's, again, it never really got into any of his films. Nothing against him. I, I know that there's a huge following for him. People love his movies. Um but this might be that first one that kind of interests me. And I'm thinking, yeah, sure, cool. I'm, uh, I'll am i watch this. This looks like it's fun. This looks like it's silly. Uh, I'll have a good time with it. And then we have, yeah, what about you, Anthony? Did you like the Licorice Pizza? No, I did like Licorice Pizza. It, it's I did movie, like The Master, though. The Master I liked. The, it's a movie that doesn't look like a Paul Thomas. No, it, it doesn't. It feels like a Paul Thomas Anderson film compared to, like, There Will Be Blood. It feels very similar to Boogie Nights in the sense because yeah. it's very... It's a t- period piece, and I want to say it's more friendlier in terms of the dialogue as well as what is happening on the screen. You kind of understand it compared to Boogie Nights, and and even Punch Drunk Love was very like it's it's you can understand what's happening. Yeah, but if you look at uh, I'm just going through his list of films like Phantom Thread. What the hell oh, was Phantom Thread about? So boring, right? So Inherent yeah. Vice, another weird like right? weird one. Yeah, um, I would say. His most famous, There Will Be Blood, which again, it's for a certain type of person. Probably, a, for me, one of Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis's best performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul Dano's in it as well. I really like that film. But again, it's not something people will just gravitate to. Sure. of the storyline, it's taking place in a certain... like be, not It is a period piece, but it's taking place well beyond what we even know during the, you know, the oil... Thingy, you know, when the um, the oil, the, rush. the oil, oil rush. rush, yeah, yeah, so the like Magnolia as well that he did with Tom Cruise, that yeah. which was like a like he like he has like a like a very well known repertoire of films. It just they've never been films that I've really just gone back and revisited. But maybe mm-hmm. I will now that Licorice Pizza is coming out. He did do Where the Wild Things Are, right? No, he produced that was Spike Jones. Did he? Oh, that's Spike Jones. Yeah, Spike Jones. And I always get them confused. James Gandolfini <laughs> played um, the big monster. Loved him. Love uh, Gals. Yeah. Out this week. What did you think of the Encanto trailer? Sorry. Encanto. I feel like I watched that film. Yeah. Already, and it was. I think it was, visually looks cool. Visually looks cool, but it, it's like a film that I've already seen, mm-hmm. and it, fe- it feels very similar to the Pixar animation. Um, Moana or uh, no, Coco? Coco. Yeah. In just the sense of the colors, and I'm not talking about like. The, 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 the Spanish themes. The Spanish themes. It just feels like something I've seen yeah. before. It's not yeah. different. I feel like I want Disney to go in a different route with their... Because it's always about family, which is great. I, I understand that. But like, there's no challenges with their films, with their Disney marketed animation. I want them to kind of dive into a little bit darker themes in the sense like you know like with pixar's uh soul they they talk about death and they talk about you know what is beyond the life that you live and why you live a life that's very very uh existential yes and it's it's really really good but this one just feels like i've seen this i think also too this trailer just it didn't 
feel too different from the first trailer we saw for the film. So the teaser, right? The teaser. So yeah. I was just like, oh, like I watch it, I'm like, oh, okay, this didn't get me any more excited or not excited for it. Mm-hmm. I think it looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, I think Disney just knows Disney has their very much their style now, what their what their films are going to be like. And I think they know that audiences expect a certain look to their films and they kind of want to follow within that, right? Well, who's who's directing this film? I'm not I too will sure. get it for you we'll right now. It, it is directed by Jared Bush, Brian Howard, and Sharice Castro Smith. Mm. Um, and also written by them and Lynn Manuel Miranda. This like I mean uh, like, figures. This, like it's it's you know, it's a movie about, you know, a Colombian girl. And I, yeah, at the right. end of the day, representation matters. So 100%. I'm really, really happy that, you know, people that are from Colombia are yeah. getting a film that they can relate to. Um something that really stood out to me in this trailer though, that I, I it kind of caught me off guard was you don't normally ever see blood in in yes, Pixar yeah, or, you're true. or, or you're Disney right. animated films. And there's a scene which is a little gash on her hand and they kind of focus on it for a bit. And I know it sounds small or silly, but you just don't see that. Like they don't ever focus on blood. Yeah, especially. So in, it was very uh, in interesting film. to see. And I was like, oh, that kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, maybe this might. Maybe we'll get some... more blood. <laughs> there will the next be, one will be decapitations. Be oh, God. Maybe it'll be Scarface, the animated movie by Disney. That's the Cuban uh, story. Yeah, exactly. Man, That's I would love story. to see an R-rated Pixar film. Like, I would yeah, love to see them sex, I think, nudity, <laughs> just like, just them taking on something violence, dark, you know? Coke. Like, <laughs> Big Hero 6 is a Disney animation film. Correct? Yeah. It was very unique because you've never seen a superhero animation film other than The Incredibles, but this one was, I think, it was based off a Marvel series. It was based off a Marvel comic series, yeah. 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 I want more of that. I, I would, I, I, I would I, and I don't I love cultural things. I'm done with cultural things. I want damn. more of like we know we <laughs> got the Italy storyline. We're gonna get <laughs> also after gonna, Italy, we're good. After, well, like we got our Italy movie. The Latinos have Fuck had like quite a bit of content out there damn. for animation. Just keep digging. Anthony's Anthony. coming. I'm not digging, I'm just saying. <laughs> Latinos right it. in, right into our show. I get it why they make it. You know, Lynn Manuel, and there is a huge following uh, in there is a, a large base of Latinos in yeah, of course. America. And of course, let's make a film about this but i i want a darker theme you want a dark animated theme. let's do it i'm here for it I, w- I would just love to see what um they could do if they explore darker themes yeah 100 that'd be really interesting to see and i would love to see a, like a studio of the caliber of like pixar like imagine if pixar even did like a marvel property like imagine if they did like what they do with what if but with the with a 200 million dollar budget movie mm-hmm. like that'd be really really cool mm-hmm. there was there was those uh, amazing uh i forget where it was a few years ago there was like those shots of like tony stark in the in the style of pixar like man imagine like a like an iron man movie that's like in pixar style animation with like that the with the visual fidelity of like soul or something like that It'd be awesome mm-hmm. uh out this week we have no time to die this is the north american release so make sure you have your tickets ready we have lamb which is the a24 film and muppets haunted mansion which will be available on disney plus uh anything you're looking forward to this week guys nothing to die uh, to watch it again. Lamb. Lamb. lamb lamb yeah hopefully hopefully we'll have a review for lamb soon uh we're waiting to to watch that one it looks just so it's an a24 ass movie yeah. is that not really it's like some crazy ass Lamb stuff happening. Lamb. Some lamb chops. Some crazy lamb, <laughs> some crazy lamb action in it, you know? Uh, what are we watching this week? Anthony, I want to start with you. So this week I've been watching <clears throat> No Time to Die, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, The Many Saints of Newark, What If, uh, The Dark Side of the Ring, and Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, which I can't talk about. 
I think we can talk about it for Monday, right? Yes. Which is the day release of this episode. Oh, can we? Talk yeah. about it. Say it. What do you Say like? It's you cute. It's a cute story. <laughs> it's Legos. Like, there's there's comedy, and there, it is a certain parts of it could be scary, but it's in the Star Wars universe, and familiar characters show up. I don't want to, like, dive into spoilage, but it's a, it's a very cute, animated um, Lego Star Wars story. And I, I love... I love the idea of this, these two properties meeting because they just work hand in hand. Um, and it will be on Disney Plus And yeah, I think kids will enjoy it. I think it's, and it's only, I think, 44 minutes long. So it's really mm. quick. And kids will, will definitely gravitate it during the, the Halloween season. Again, it's not super scary. It's not like The Exorcist, you know. It's out. It's out it's now. Like it's Exorcist. out now on Disney Plus, so you could talk about it. Oh shit! Yeah, is it's it? haunted. It's haunted mansion Muppets that comes out Friday. Oh, the Muppets one. I Lego didn't see. Lego's terrifying tales. We could talk about. Cool. Uh, so I did talk about it. Uh, I don't have anything <laughs> else to say about so it. So you you were hoping that Lego Star Wars terrifying tales would be like The Exorcist. I just want to get that clear. Well, yeah, I was expecting okay. Darth Listen, Vader to darker, be Anthony mid, wants darker like the horror villain. You wanted just like Luke to just pee all over the floor. There's no Luke in this one. Not that I know of. Awesome. Oh wait, there is. Oh look at him. Older Luke. Did Drop you watch spoilers. It? <laughs> did you yeah. watch it? Yeah, I did watch it. Um but yeah, it's cool. Like the story, I'll dive into a little bit of the story. The story revolves around Darth Vader's Mustafar castle being turned into a hotel. I love it. And then there are secrets that live inside this hotel, Sith secrets. And Poe Dameron, uh, he lands on this Mustafar and he gets caught into this hotel being opened and he kind of goes on this little adventure figuring out what's happening in this old Sith castle because Darth Vader at this point is no longer with us. Um, and then within <laughs> this story, there are three other stories that focus on Kylo Ren, that focus on um, Darth Maul and General Grievous, as well as uh, I'm not going to spoil the last one. Okay. But yeah, it's, like it's it. cute. It's cute. It's like, there's no there's no reveal. There's no, you know, <laughs> I don't even know if this is canon or not, you know? No. Well, Can I mean, they, they, did I a, they did a good, I, I enjoyed the uh, the Star Wars uh, Christmas one they did last year. Yeah, the Life good. Day one. Uh, it had a, like, hot take had a better plot than Rise of Skywalker did. So, woo! Uh, but it was pretty good. Um, and also, I know we, we mentioned What If. We do have our review and reaction for What If Episode 8 available now on the movie podcast feed. So definitely check that out. We dropped it a little bit later than we normally do. Uh, but definitely listen to that before the big finale, which will be this Wednesday. Uh, Shay, what about you? What have you been watching this week? Uh, no Time to Die. I watched the original Venom. Many scenes in Newark. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I went back and rewatched The Edge of Seventeen. Absolutely love that film. Haley Seinfeld kills it. She's so funny in that movie. Phenomenal film. That movie's so good. It's such a good movie. Feels good too. We should. I, I want us to put out a list of required films, like required movies to watch. Mm-hmm. That's on the list. One hundred percent. That's on the list. Yeah, Edge of Seventeen is definitely up there. Uh, been watching The Sopranos more of that because there's many scenes in Newark. Uh, Ted Lasso, which was a very uh, heavy, bleak. very heavy and bleak episode this this week. So yeah. man, this the show is getting into a an interesting place. I'd say another one that this is the this is right before the season finale. Yeah. So both you know what if and Ted Lasso are ending on will very much be I think big moments, changing moments yeah. for their respective series. Yeah, I'm very very curious to see where this goes. 
Uh, and then the last thing I watched uh, was uh, James Wan's Malignant. Now, this was a film that came out last month, I want to say. Uh, beginning of January. Uh, sorry, beginning of September. Beginning I forgot September. what month we were in for a second. We're in October, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it came out beginning of September. Um, you, you probably heard about this film. You probably might have already seen this movie. It is... It is it is something. It is it, it. I really liked it. I'll say that. I'd say it's a watch it. You know, spoiler to my review of it. But it was a good movie. I really enjoyed what this movie had. What it was kind of about. And it's such a hard film to I think market or describe. But I gotta give kudos to Warner Brothers for for making this kind of a movie because it's the very self aware horror film. And James Wan has a lot of fun making it. Uh, it's also shot really well. Um, it's got some cool scares, but overall, this movie isn't a full horror film, and it, it commits to different genres, I'd say. Um, but the third act of this film is really kind of where you know everything kind of comes together. And when you're watching it, you're just like, they're they're doing this, they're going for it. And I think when I was talking to you guys about the film before, it, this is very much a film where it's you're either going to be on board completely. Or in the first like fifteen to twenty minutes, you're gonna be like, "This is movie. This movie is really stupid. I don't like it. I don't want to watch it." But the film totally embraces what it is, and I really love that about films that do that. That they go campy with it. They go very superficial. It's very like there's a lot of body horror in it too. So a lot of Cronenberg vibes as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a it's a great movie. It's it was it was a good time. I had a lot of fun with it. Would you say it's like a good movie to watch during the Halloween season? Yeah, yeah, I'd say you can definitely throw it into your uh, horror movie list to watch during this time of the year. I think that's kind of why I wanted to watch it. You know, it's October first. I'm like, hey, I want to watch a horror movie. You know, this month I tend to go gravitate gravitate towards more of the scary films. Yeah, definitely. And I wanted to watch this one because I kept hearing good things about it. And yeah, it. it it was really good. Really good time. Uh, something we spoke about as well, just about like just horror films going to October. Uh, the three of us will be each releasing a list of our uh, suggested films to watch in the month of October. So uh, look forward to that. Make sure you're following us on Instagram to see our list. And Twitter, last year too. we had um, we had a bracket that we came out with. I don't know if you guys oh, remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. The horror bracket. The horror bracket. Do you remember who won? It who was... did win? Was it Halloween? It was Halloween versus Scream, or was, was it? I can't remember. Oh, okay. I thought well, you let's remember. look it up. <laughs> Nicole, somebody's yelling. Nicole's probably yelling Nicole's at us. Like, you someone, idiot. How do we not remember our own bracket? But, I know. Um, Who won the bracket? We have to go back we'll in time. We'll have to go back in time. Damn. That's upsetting. Yeah, I wish we knew. Well, we're just putting out too many good episodes. Too remember. many good episodes. You know? Uh, for myself this week, I did watch, like Shabazz and Anthony did, No Time to Die, which, check out a review, um... Beautiful, lovely film. Uh, rewatched Venom in anticipation of Venom Let There Be Carnage, which again, check out our review for and The Many Saints of Newark. Uh, finally started catching up on Dark Side of the Ring season three uh, with the new episodes. So uh, Anthony's been doing a great overview of them for the last couple of weeks. I am now fully caught up now. Definitely check out this week's most recent episode. It's they really deal, good, eh? Yeah, they deal with like just uh, like the, wrestling in Japan and FWA and FWA. Oh, so the there's hardcore, some like the where hardcore wrestling started and how it grew into North America. It's but... really interesting. And here's the thing: I'm not a big wrestling person. Go ahead. Sorry, I have the winner. Yeah. Scream. Scream. There we go. Yeah. I had, we had. I think yeah. Scream's Scream's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so even if you're not a wrestling fan, I think there's so much just enjoyment. Like, I know even my, my mom watches this documentary series. My mom does not like wrestling. But I think when you're – because it's just a testament to how good and how well made the series is mm-hmm. that you could take a topic that you have no former interest in and start watching and be like, oh, wow, like, this is 
really interesting the way this is all put together and just the lives of these just absolutely just absurd this crazy industry of wrestling um the problem with john stewart which is apple tv plus's new show john stewart is returning to television uh it was an interesting first episode um john stewart i think john stewart was one of those shows like the daily show i used to watch all the time growing up and um this episode he talks about just uh war and what happens when like the u.s leaves a country so a big thing of this episode was them just talking about um when they basically what happens when they leave countries like afghanistan or iraq they burn all of their stuff that's there and that includes like um human remains stuff from the hospitals medicine blood all that stuff and it burns into this like this big heap pile and this episode was dealing with the fallout of the soldiers who were there having to breathe that air and then the elements that they had after the fact right and it just really goes to show how how just shitty uh, a lot of the u.s government is when it comes to protecting uh their people after the fact right and these are conditions that people are are starting to deal with uh, like years after the fact that it stems from that but because it didn't happen in the first little bit while they were home they can't deem that it was because of that so just, just there's just a lot of eye-opening things in there so i would suggest um if you're a fan of like john stewart obviously or john oliver stephen colbert where they touch on like a very just politically charged topics definitely check this out on apple tv plus while you're there watch ted lasso so you can pull yourselves out of the out of the the deepness and then have some comedy but also ted lasso is getting pretty dark too so we'll see where it goes um i also watched muppets haunted mansion which will be out this week on disney plus which i thought it was really fun as well too i think the muppets are just um I really like the Muppets. I love the Muppets. Yeah. So, like, if you watch it, you're going to go in with a good time. There's some great music numbers. There's some great celebrity cameos, as always. So, if, you, if you're a fan of the Muppets and if you're looking for something spooky to watch, I uh, definitely recommend checking that out. Yep. How are you guys feeling about this week? Like, this, like, we're coming off a really busy week. I think one of the biggest movie weeks in a while. In, yeah. Not counting a festival. Not counting the festival, but just, just movie release weeks in the last almost year, it feels yeah. like, right? Since pre pandemic times yeah uh yeah like it's it's uh almost surreal at this point because you're just now going into a the movie season which we've been waiting for since i want to say may of 2020 2020 (laughs) yeah so all these movies that we've been wanting are now going to be coming out in a short period of time so yeah it is a little surreal for me to to kind of have a new movie every week as well as you know content that's going to be coming out via streaming services we're going to be busy it's going to be busy it's we just got off a tiff and then we had your like this last week was what three films that are three major films three major films and then we got all these other films and finding the time and it's also holiday season it's a little overwhelming it is, you know, Plus it's our day to day jobs. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. You know, it very much is a sprint to the finish. But glad to be on the on the marathon with you guys, and we'll see what the the next few months lead and and look like for us. But um, if there's one thing you can be sure, we'll definitely be here every week with a new episode, except for next week. Uh, but <laughs> next week we're not here. Next week we're not here. Uh, but make sure, of course, if you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you're following us, uh, give Shay and Anthony some birthday love in the next week. Uh, we'll be definitely posting to remind you. That's true. Um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the movie podcast don't forget you can catch a brand new episode every monday 
after next week. Uh, <laughs> and watch out for our review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd at The Movie Podcast. Write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca and check out our show notes for all of those links and more. That was this time with The Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next. Thank you.